The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. Oh, it's Media Mash. It is Media Mash on this Wednesday, and I am particularly excited this week. Number one, because Slater was all over me last week for being negative, because my only point of view is don't act like you've arrived. And I can't be negative today. So I you're may or happy. may not have texted you during the game. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you, you definitely <laughs> did. Uh, but I'm excited for a different reason. My name is Steve Dennis. Jane Slater is with us on this Wednesday from the NFL Network. Rob Phillips from all Cowboys media is here. And I hate when people say this, but I'm going to do it for him. <laughs> the great Clarence E. Hill Jr. from Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And explain the colors today. So, Mega Sci-Fi Founders Day is our anniversary go. for our great fraternity, 110 years old. There is no one that loves their frat more than he, Clarence he, he Nobody. Is, he's a very connected guy. Very. And he, yeah, very passionate about his fraternity. I, I wish I loved something as much as he loves his fraternity. I can't think of anything that I love that most. Oh, let's do the whole show on that, Jane. I know. I love that. <laughs> you can't think of anything you love. You got something you love. Somebody you love. Get out of somebody. Here. Everybody <laughs> needs somebody. All right. I'm excited because after 39 years in this broadcasting business, TV and radio, I have never been able to say these words. Can't wait. Can we start the show today talking about monkey butt? Oh, I, thought, so, I thought we were past that, that one. last week. Oh. It wasn't last week. He, talk, he introduced it Monday. <laughs> it That's was true. Last Tom week. Pelissero, my colleague, broke that on NFL Now. And I got to tell you, when they told me that was going to be a topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why I'm excited about it. Because I don't know if it began with golfers, but I'm pretty sure it did. Well, you knew it existed? Oh, absolutely. I, I played in a monkey butt open many years ago. Of course ago. you did. <laughs> See, because what you need that for that product, sponsor. what you need for that product is out in the hot, hot sun all day, sweat going down your back, and a lot of sitting. So that means golf in the golf cart in 105 Dallas temperatures. We call that swamp, and I can't say the word. Exactly. Uh-huh. But yep. this company, now, you know, you're more classy companies. No no offense, monkey butt. But like Jack Black, they call it lower Does down. Because he's got an ass. That's, that's their powder. Can't you just use baby powder? Thank you. That's what Zeke used in training camp, baby powder. What but, was that drop, yeah. Chris? When Zeke, yeah, Didn't he talk about it on Hard Knocks? Yeah, go get me some baby. It, they, they had baby powder. What was that it, drop? Let's hear that again. Because he's got an ass. Oh. Cool. See, okay, McCarthy used it as motivation. Is the reason By the way, why? I just learned that we can say that on air. I did not think that I could use the well, ass word. That word has become very popular in broadcasting. But apparently, service, apparently. it was people were not necessarily a fan of me just direct quoting Micah Parsons as saying we can't be effed with. Right. Oh. You can't say that? <laughs> no, that's, what? Oh. What is the difference? Oh. Yeah, that's not the actual word. No, that's okay. Hmm. That, exactly. It's Who all okay with, with me. But McCarthy said it. I mean, he it's motivation for how red-ass they were. I could tell Jane didn't really want to talk about this topic because she asked Mike about it this morning, and just you, I think you just referred to it as motivational tactics. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just makes you feel – and you guys know I don't, I'm don't. i not one that gets uh, – nothing really like – there's no topic that I'm afraid. You can afraid. handle a lot. I can handle yeah. a lot of topics. For whatever reason, I think it's just the visual of a bunch of these guys. Don't, and don't, I, I'm good. No, don't, don't do the visual. Talk about don't it. do the visual. Keep yeah, it good. about the product. Well, even Mike McCarthy, it's the, it's the product. Even Mike McCarthy even product? joked about it. Remember, he's like, the, I don't want this to be an indictment of my, of my personal, hygiene personal or my personal. Yeah. I was like, I'm good here. We're yeah. good here, you folks. Got, you got chafed ass, Mike McCarthy. I'm good. Red face. Red ass. They were mad. They were so PO'd after how they got trucked. But don't be negative about it. Uh, that they put monkey butt in the locker room. I just can't. And and it's no different than mouse traps, or what else? It was a motivation. I mean, it was water smashing tactic. watermelons last year. I mean, the yeah. the bottom line is, 
both techniques worked, right? At least for one game. Do they yeah. continue? Like, no, you do different things. Or you don't do anything. And there's plenty of coaches they, that they, do this stuff too, by the way. They, right. There's a lot of coaches yeah. that put a lot of time as, and effort as into a their golfer, power I and, like this one. Yeah. Of course I'm, you do. I'm glad like, you endorse it. Just like, just like, if uh, there was I anyone that got <laughs> excited about this, it was We've been guy. using that phrase for 25 years. Yeah, I remember when oh. Bill Parcells put an empty gas tank because your, your tank is on him. That's right. You know, he, yeah. a gas can in somebody's locker. Everybody's going, what is he talking about? Yeah, all of that stuff. So they've done that. But it's good for Mike McCarthy. He is getting to be known for his motivational techniques, and it worked. It did work. All right, let's get to the next phrase, which was big last week. And by the way, the reason why monkey butt's in a small bottle, bottle, because it goes in your golf bag. We all have it in our golf bag. But anyway. Again, uh, now I'm getting another visual. No, I'm don't good get the here. visual. I'm good here, Steve. Don't get the visual. I'm good. Um, blueprint. Oh. Blueprint was the big word last week that we're, we're not going to talk about again, except to say um, 30 to nothing to Denver at one point. Seven days later, 43 to three. That is a swing that maybe we have never seen. And I didn't research it, but it, it would have to be. Ungodly, Steve. Twenty nine points alone in the second quarter. Yeah, those for the are Cowboys. records. That's all crazy. Thirty six you know, yeah. by the it, half. It, it, it's kind of indicative of the Cowboys. Indicative of the NFL. I mean, who, who thought that Jacksonville would beat Buffalo? You know, who thought that the the Forty Nineers would beat the Rams? One week after the Forty Nineers got beat by. Arizona with Colt McCoy quarterback. Yeah. And then the next week, Arizona, who won with Colt McCoy quarterback, gets blown out hey, you know, at home. Front page <laughs> of the LA Times two days ago was the, like something like the star-studded Rams are not Super Bowl worthy. Yeah. So, it, so I mean, they're oh, feeling what the too, Cowboys say. But, 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 but getting back to the blueprint thing, <laughs> I, I, I think that the blueprint, this was in the start, telegram, the real blueprint is that as Dak Prescott goes – and this offense goes, so goes the Cowboys. Uh, because, no, no question. Because it is not just about the offense, but what it does to the defense. The, Mike McCarthy talked about why they want to go. Because they want this defense playing with the league. This is a different defense when they're playing with the league. This is a different team. Clarence always does this because he reads my mind. All those topics are coming up later, especially the Dak <laughs> Mahomes battle. We'll do that in the last segment today. Uh, and, and we're well, we gonna, talking about blueprints. I'm stealing his thunder. I want to do this. Chill. The one thing, we, the reason why we love having you beat writers here who never miss a moment of what the Cowboys are doing, and we got to make sure that we get your opinions separate before we discuss together. And I mean, they just beat the blueprint idea bloody. And, and I want an opinion from each of you uh, for as long as you want to go on what you think that this kind of a rebound game says about this 2021 Cowboys team. And Slater always gets to go first. Well, I think Micah Parsons summed it up best. He said when you can bounce back from a game like that and win the way that you did, whether other teams believe or not, they believe that they can't be messed with. And I think that's powerful. Did and I think mess? That- well, I don't know what I can and cannot say. You know, different editorial you can't directions. can't say monkey butt. Exactly. So feel free. Uh, so I, I thought that's what stood out to me. But I thought more importantly, to see the way that these guys stood up for their coach, Dan Quinn, giving him the game ball, the fact that they said they had to cut the cameras after because it, they were so excited with them. And, and one of my musings this week was, can you just imagine if the Cowboys hadn't had the wherewithal to say we've got to move on from Tom Sula and Nolan and had wasted Micah Parsons' year mm-hmm. with that staff. I mean, we'd be talking about a completely different defense. There are so many Steve players. Car- Steve Sarkeesian, fire your defense coordinator like Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, just think that. how much that Dan Quinn has Ryan gotten. Ryan did it too. Yeah. That Three they've gotten in. out of. And we have not seen the Cowboys ever, because I had our research department go back and look at this. Aside from demoting Monty Kiffin that one year, They've never said goodbye to a defensive coordinator or a coaching staff like that within just one year. I mean, normally this they've kind of given them another year, especially in COVID. But they were smart enough to move on, and the timing worked out so perfectly that they got Dan Quinn. That Dan Quinn has managed to get away without your two defensive ends. Moving the dot from guys like Jalen tackle. Smith was wearing the green dot. Then you had Leighton Van Der Esch, And then the fact that you, you're like, you know what, J-Ron Curse makes sense. Just the way that he maximizes and the way those guys play for him, I think, has been huge. I think it says they're as good as we thought they were pre-Denver. Yeah. I know that's a pretty simple statement, but I think there's people that after you lose the way they lost, and you said it was 30 nothing at home, 
that 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 raises your eyebrows, anybody's eyebrows, and because it's still halfway through the first, you know, through the season. And even Jerry said, you know, you, you you have a vision of what this team could be, and then you lose a game like that. Not that their his confidence was shaken, but it does make you question. Yeah, you back off mm-hmm. and say, what are we doing wrong here? What you know, let's not let this turn into something. And they told, I mean, Dak sat there and said after the game, keep playing us like this. They know they're good. They got it together. I know you thought it was an overconfident group, and they, you know Dak has said that too. Um, and they got it together, and there's they're right back on track to being what we think they can be, and that's a team contending. I mean, and I that, think they're back to being comp- confident, not arrogant, as right. you were trying to suggest. To yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. 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 I right. thought it was confidence, not oh, uh, confident in themselves, but yeah. I never thought it was a cockiness. Right, but and were, maybe they got a little cocky, but. I think that's what really stands out to me, too, about them. They yeah. know if they play the certain way they need to play, they can beat anybody. All right, yeah. Clarence, what's there, it say there, to you? There's no question. I'm, I'm with, with everybody. You know, this just reinforces who they are, who they thought they was, who we think they are and, and can be. That that certainly reinforced that we can officially throw the Denver game out as, you know, not legitimate, not a blueprint. It was a mulligan. It wasn't real. It was fake. What we saw – Last week, that's who the Cowboys are. They're not going to play that well every week. And and people think that Atlanta's trash. They weren't trash. They think were, about what they, they did they, to the Saints they, in the they, Dome. Yeah, right. they had just beat the Saints in the Dome, which is tough to win in New Orleans. And and Matt Ryan was the NFC player of the week the week before. Yeah. And, and everybody was getting all on you know, great about the tight end. So what they did certainly reinforced uh, – and it was a needed reinforcement because, as I said last week, I've been around here a long time, and I've seen Cowboys teams get people excited and pull a rug out from under them. You remember three years ago, Jason Garrett last year, they start 3-0. and Oh, this team is going to sure. be special. And then, 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 then they went to New Orleans. Then, they, then they, they lost three straight. Right. Then yeah. they fall off a cliff. It's 2016 in the playoffs. I, I, I've seen mm-hmm. this team, I've seen players fall off cliffs. Okay, so it was important for them to get back on track, and it starts with the core. Everything starts with Dak. You know, Dak Prescott is now nineteen and nine after losses, with forty-two touchdowns and fifteen interceptions in his career. The guy is resilient. The guy back up, you know, uh, bounces back. He talked last week about you know how he's addicted to winning. You saw that on Sunday. Okay, right. but real quick, Clarence, Jory and I were doing the show with Steve last week. She and I both thought that that was just an outlier game, an anomaly. We didn't expect that they were going to come out and lay an egg again. And I kept saying, no. if you know anything about these players, especially having covered them for a while, they are this group particularly is so mentally tough that there was no question in my mind that they were going to come out and have the game that they did. Did you question that at all? No, I didn't question it at all. For, but I mean, to you still, what end? But you still I mean, need to see it. Be careful. There's still there's still eight games left. No, and I you mean, still and you. But again, you still need to see it. Whether you question it or not, you need to see it because again, we've seen. I just these keep teams saying, what more do you need to see from these all guys right, based but, on their sample size Jane, and some of the teams Jane, that they've played and the way to, that they to play? To what them. end? Does that mean if they get trucked in a playoff game, the whole season was a disaster? I mean, the the, the important stuff is still down. The road. Right, you still if have... they're what you think they are. Well, and then you're getting back a lot of players that are going to be healthy and look at the Absolutely. depth that but... you've got at a lot of these positions. We've never seen guys step up the way that they have. What, what you where you to... find yourself but kind of forgetting some would, of the starters. What I'd like but again, to do but, is none go... it, but he's, none of it will matter at the end of the season if they lose in round one. That's fine, but I just Absolutely. felt like he was writing them off last no, no, no. week. And I was you like, come go on, week man, to it's week. one game. You go week to week. When a team is awesome and they've won six games in a row, everything is daffodils. But I kept I saying, get it. look at the but way that they, they were winning some of like those games, that, Steve, and all, who they were Jane, playing. all you do is ask questions. How <laughs> you don't does ask this questions, happen? Steve. How does this happen? <laughs> I don't ask questions? Steve. You were making declarative statements. No, no, no. <laughs> it is it is always fair when you get trucked by a mediocre Denver team, no matter how good. But look anyway, at the rest but, of the games that they had played okay, this season. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, but here, here is what I, here's what I learned from this game is, and I've always said you never believe the players because players are going to be rah rah no matter what. Uh, they sometimes don't have an honest perspective on what they are or can be. And then sometimes they prove it. And, and they do it. But until they do. But I think that they're, they, they're telling the truth. You don't when think that, that Chris, this group isn't honest? I feel like this is probably the most honest group in let, terms of like assessing okay. themselves. Let, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. When Dak tells us that that just wasn't us, I mean, we've heard that. 
How many times have we heard that? It's kind of what Clarence in the said. last we, we, twenty-four we've years. We've seen slides, <laughs> yes. you know, and so, oh, but everything's okay, and it's not. Yeah. But, but, but the belief that you're talking about, uh, and I'm with you. Um, it, it, it shows that they really have it, and, and you're right that it's mainly in Dak, and he is their heartbeat, and. And he says that wasn't us. Now, remember, he missed a game, so he's coming back. And when I said that it may have been a bit of an arrogant showing against Denver, is even Dak thought he could pop right back in and be, ooh, Dak. And he had his worst game maybe ever. And so then you ask questions. How did Dak play that bad? Your and, offensive line was better this week. Well, That's why you played no, better. Dak, Dak and, gets and, and, some and, of the and, and, blame, too. And he was, he was defense, better, too. Well, first of all, Atlanta's defense is not as good as Denver's as well. Correct. They had, in terms of personnel, they were able to go more man-on-man with them. Yeah. So, I mean, all of them. Yeah, Dak was better. All of them, A lot of things worked in their favor. But, again, you know, it, it was like the, the the Broncos games, things just didn't go right. Not just Dak missing passes, not just the offensive right. line, but the drop passes and it just the the the, the, the block punt that you didn't get. Things it just well, wasn't their let, day. Let's go more to Jane's bigger point here because I want to be Michelle here real quick. Clarence oh. is standing up. Clarence is nice. standing up. He's, we got <laughs> back okay. Clarence is standing yeah, my up. Back is tight. Let's, okay. let's get to kind of where Jane is um, on this, and it, it's a great question because we see it right now with Tampa Bay. And we saw it with Tampa Bay last year. They had a midseason problem, and then they just win the Super Bowl. What do these regular season swings mean? I mean, in general, across the league, how does Buffalo lose 9-6 to at Jacksonville? How does Kansas City play the way they've been playing, and then all of a sudden Mahomes is back? Um, a pretty good team on a Sunday night two nights ago and just three nights ago, and just crush them. Uh, what do you guys think? Start with you, Rob. What, what do these swings in the regular season really mean? It just means to me that the, the 90s are over. I mean, we, we, we compare any good Cowboys team to the 90s. We, we just do because that was the last time the Cowboys truly had a great team. But the 90s are over in terms of dominance in the NFL. I mean, there are dominant seasons from teams, but the difference – on any given Sunday is this much. And if you don't bring it, if you're not physical, if you make mistakes, you make penalties, turnovers, you could get your ass kicked by anybody. I mean, that's just that's just Truly fact. anybody. Truly anybody. And and that's why we're seeing it all over. I mean, you know, the Rams make a couple moves, additions, and you think, man, they're the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. And they've fallen apart. But, right. yeah, Matt Stafford's they, off, and now all of a sudden they've lost two straight. And and so you, it, it really is week to week. And, I mean, and that's why it's important for the Cowboys. They talked about it was to reset themselves, refocus themselves, understand that you cannot get too arrogant. You can't start feeling too good about yourselves. can't arrogant. There's nothing wrong with being confident, but arrogant. They have to keep the, the screws down week in and week out because I'm telling you, if – People think the NFC sucks. If they go to Philadelphia and, and play like they played against Denver, they're going to lose. They go to Washington, they can lose to Washington. Just like Washington beat Tampa. Without okay? Chase Young? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chase Young didn't play the second half. Tom Brady didn't do nothing. Salary caps changed everything. They, they, in terms they, can, of they can lose those games if they're not at their best. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And the same thing with the Giants because they're getting some of their guys back. So, you know, you assume that they're just going to run through the NFC East. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying – I think we have to give this team a lot of credit that you look at a team like the Rams has gone out and gotten all of this firepower, and it's a lot of people just want to assume that because you're a superpower team that you're going to win it all. I mean, people have been talking about the Rams since the beginning of the year, and I look at all the pieces you've added, and then I look at all the young guys that they've taken off the street with this team who've stepped up, and again, we were almost forgetting a lot of the injured starters ahead of that Broncos game because of how well all of these players had played. But to get all of these guys meaningful playing time and to have real rotational depth heading into December and the postseason, I think is huge for this no, team. No, it is great for you. I'm, we're, we're all saying the same thing. We understand this is important. And we, we do believe the best thing about the Cowboys is they do have a chance to get better because you're getting Neville Gallimore and you're getting Demarcus Lawrence back and you're going to get Randy Gregory back. I mean, look what Dorrance Armstrong you're did doing, last you're getting, week. Right? Yes, you're getting those guys back. But, again, if they're not focused – if they start feeling themselves and don't have that same attitude week in and week out, even with those guys back, they can get beat. Jane, that's what we're saying. And that's fair, and think? I hear you guys, but I'm just saying this group, to me, would have stood out 
is how mentally tough they are based on the way they've won games, where they've won games, and who they've won against. All right, let me phrase that. That is what what makes this team so different. Let me me ask you this. How do you think a swing like last week to this week in seven days can help them later? How do you think that that can manifest itself when the when we all know it's about the playoffs and this team has to win more than one? Uh, I mean, because these kids literally hate losing. These young guys, like when you have guys like Micah Parsons who hate losing, I think that that was a very powerful emotion for a lot of them to feel what it was like to get checked in the national media. It's why Zeke came back this season and played the way that he has and actually. For the first time in the offseason, really committed to the diet, working on the speed, the footwork, was because he got tired of being ridiculed last year. I mean, when you wear the star on your helmet, there's a lot that comes with it. And I think there was so much attention on it. I don't see these guys allowing themselves to have a game like they had. Are they going to lose again? Probably. Are they going to lose the way that they lost the Broncos again? I don't think yeah, but so. See, but I'd be willing to put money on that. Are they going to lose again, when it, it matters? Again, but that's all, <laughs> that's all, that's all semantics because at the end of the day, we don't know what they are. Because the, the goal is to be champions. It's a pro- okay? process. We, we, and they yeah. have not shown their champions. Because you only show that on the field. How have they not shown their champions? Well, they haven't Do they have any rings? We're going back to nine. But I'm saying. That's how. You, well, there's no other but way you're to be all, a But champion. you're almost counting them out as they can't I'm be not, no, 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 that's not, not what not I said. I said they haven't shown their champions. Yeah, we got to They have not shown that. Okay, then let me You cannot you. be I a think, champion without I think this group you can't has a real championship be, mindset. Well, that, that's good. That's yeah, fair. And that, that's nice. At this stage. But it don't matter if you don't win it all. That's all I'm saying. Not necessarily win it all, but take that mindset that you recognize in the team and put it to use when it matters. And and that's all everybody's waiting on, especially right. when they show how damn dominant they can be. And you're right. Look what that defense did, and this will be a tease to the next segment. Mm. Because what we're going to talk about in the next Such segment tease, Steve. is sometimes a game ball isn't enough. It's a strip tease. We'll get to that in a second. Let me finish this, though. Uh, <laughs> it, it, no, I already did forget. Sorry. Uh, we're going to get to the break. Sometimes the game ball isn't enough. Next on Media Mash. <laughs> Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back back, back, to Media Mash. I hate to do this here on Media Mash, but man, I feel like I've done it about four times since we started this show. Clarence was right again last week, and I hate to point it out because we had a discussion on Thursday... 
on who has the advantage in the big Dan Quinn versus Matt Ryan showdown. And I pulled Machota all over during the game. I said, me, Machota, and Eatman all thought that that Matt Ryan would have the advantage. Oh, I would have had your back on that. And one. he he says no, Quinn's got the advantage. <laughs> now now it played out. I mean, it was the worst game in Matt Ryan's career. Because Quinn knows Matt Ryan. Well, I, I like I say, I, I guess 117 yards passing, his worst <laughs> passer rating ever. And 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 you mentioned it. He or you did. He came in as the NFC Player of the Week. Right. I mean, and, and spitefulness is a very powerful motivator. Well, well it wasn't spitefulness. He just knows but him. You, and, but my yeah. point is, you got fired. Who hasn't want to make their who who doesn't want to make the person that I, lets them get away? I, I, I do. I, I do think you, yes, he got fired, but he also yes, they got their ass beat the week before. That also helped. You know that you know they were already chafing red ass because of what happened with Denver. There was a lot of things that worked into that, but I just do I do believe that he knows what Matt, Matt Ryan likes in this. Like he was in the quarterback meeting. How many he meetings head, did they sit in for hours knows, about knows, what he like, what he, he don't like? And he talked yeah. about the other day, at least after the game, about getting him off his spot. He talked about that. All right, on let, Monday. let's not spend the whole segment on Clarence being right. Okay, <laughs> let's let's move past it. I've already given him the props for Chris, that. Chris, give him his ISO. But give you know ISO. The, the the set in our jaw comment from Dan Quinn there I loved. Is. It was just set in our jaw to get back to our style of play. He got the game ball for it. Uh, he was very emotional and actually cute. Guys Aww. guys shouldn't call other guys cute. But he was actually cute about the game ball where they downplayed the whole showdown and all that. And then it hit him when his teammates and coach and staff gave him the game ball. I don't think the game ball is enough because here's where my mind is wandering. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> Just how ridiculous. His mind is wondering so much. He's like, no. Ah. But it, it's just amazing after they get trucked by Denver that they come back with a defense and they just lost Randy Gregory in practice. Uh, three interceptions, two sacks, three tackles for loss, five quarterback hits. Atlanta had 214 total yards, one for 11 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down, fourth and seven. Nice idea. That was disrespecting the process by Arthur Smith, <laughs> like I believe McCarthy did against Denver. But anyway. Can I just can I, did I dispute that real quick? Because I, I wrote about this yesterday. Cowboys have gone for it 17 times. Uh-huh. Denver's gone for it 15 times this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, disrespect, or is this just the way the league is? Yeah, it's like, the way they, what mean, they do. And, 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 and Arthur Smith also knew, and he felt that he was going to be in a shootout. He felt that they were, we can't stop them, and we need to score points. We can't trade field goals. So that was his mindset going in, to be aggressive. I didn't say he disrespected Denver. I said he disrespected the process. Well, Denver felt that disrespected. That second one, get up three to nothing. And he, that three points meant nothing. And yeah, the to him. second one was On the a touchdown if Dak doesn't flub the ball. Okay. No, it's I was just wild to... to me that Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson were complete non factors in that game. They were, yeah. Kyle Pitts looked good early. After, after like... about a quarter, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Pitts on the Look. first possession. Ooh, what are they going to do with this right. monster? Yeah. But I agree with you, and we'll talk about this later. The, the offense sets the tone for this team. And and the offense set the tone for the defense, and then they got caught in the vortex. And that's what happens with this team. But uh, here's where my mind was wandering, and I really want to hear you guys on this. Uh, I, I think it's kind of obvious, but Dan Quinn has made it so ridiculously obvious how much coaching matters. Mm. How much coaching matters. I mean, I'm looking at two players that I have considered mediocre ever since they've been here. Anthony Brown and Jordan Jordan Lewis. And they played like pro bowlers against Atlanta. And that's only one example. There has not been a single defensive player that has come in this season off the bench. Dorrance Armstrong, Randy Gregory goes down. Watch him play. Tristan Hill, who has been a non-factor, he comes in minimally, but he looked better than he ever looked last year. And I have a story about Tristan Hill real quick because our uh, NFL Network uh, live shot is right there as the defensive line guys are going through their warm-up drills. And Aiden Dirty was done with running them through their you know warm-up, and Tristan Hill goes, one more for me. And I was you know, the knock on Tristan is that he's kind of been a little lazy and he's been a little mentally soft. And here he was saying, 
Coach, I need one more. I thought that was interesting awesome. pregame. Awesome. And, and, you know, and J. Ron Curse, we've already talked about that. His career in Minnesota, eh, he's okay. He comes here, he's a monster. And, and the thought that I had, Clarence, and I don't know if you have these kind of thoughts after all the years of all the players that we've seen paraded through here, it made me wonder how many players would have been so much better in their time in Dallas if Dan Quinn was their coordinator. I mean, it, it matters. It And what we just talked about, your, your love for the confidence the players have on this year's team, when it matters – in the playoffs, I think a Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore is the factor that will make the difference. And, 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 and your and, thoughts. And, listen, and the problem here is that we're not giving Mike McCarthy credit for being over it all, overseeing everything. You know, he's he, how he sets the tone for this team, whether it's the motivational things, how he gives them rest during the week, his ability to let the coaches coach and let the coaches be creative and not get in the way. That's a skill from the head coach. But, yes, the, the coaching has been excellent. And not just the coordinators, but the position coaches. I mean, Dan Crane is great. He puts people in the right direction. But it's those secondary coaches that got those guys playing. George Edwards, George, who's George, with the linebackers George Edwards should have been the linebackers year. coach last year. No, he's the linebackers coach. He's not working with the linebackers. Yeah, he is the linebackers coach. Look at what coach. Lou DeWell's done with the tight ends yes, group. Yes, I mean, I mean you look at Skip Pete with the that, running backs. I mean, it, the coaching has made a huge difference, especially on the defense side of the ball. It's funny because, I don't know, was it a, was y'all's video or was somebody's video of the sounds from the game? Yeah. And they did the sounds from the game yesterday and – and they're doing dirty talk to uh, his team, and they got all the italics for his accent. Oh, they do that every week, yeah. It's great. Alex Lilly, shout out. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He got all the italics. Well, that, that's must-see streaming just, every week. It's just that funny. is awesome. Everybody else is regular words. All right, before I, make, before I counter him on one point he made, Rob, you're, you're I mean, I can't argue with it because I think, you know, they needed Dan Quinn last year. They needed a guy that, with his communication skills, that's what everybody says about him. He's such a teacher, and they had virtual component to things this offseason, too, to a certain extent. They didn't. It wasn't all on the field, and as we're still going through this pandemic, and they were, they've been so much more organized. Yes, they had more of a training camp, but that communication factor, his teaching skills, the guys he's brought in, you mentioned Adam Dirty, you mentioned, look, uh, Joe Witt has been a huge factor here in terms, and guys really buy into what he he does in the secondary. They needed him last year. If they had him last year, even with the restrictions, I think this would have been a much different defense. Well, and before you go, Jane, real quick, uh, you know I, I'm with you on McCarthy. I've been giving McCarthy credit all along, and I I believe he deserves a lot of it. But w- when I go back to my two examples, the two people that I've been on for. Five years, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, however long they've been here. Uh, one of you asked McCarthy about their games, and he said, matter-of-factly, they're more comfortable in the new scheme. Right. So th- that, is a, that is a defensive coordinator that knows how to fit every single player into his scheme and get the most out of them. I mean, I literally had players last year tell me that the coaches were trash. Like, that's how they felt about him. And remember, it was only what? It was before the Washington game, so I think we were four or five. It was right after Dak got hurt, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too far into the season. But the writing for me was on the wall when you would talk to Leighton Vanderesh and Randy Gregory, and they volunteered their love specifically of Dan Quinn. That Keanu Neal, when I interviewed him uh, for our podcast early, early on, he talked about Dan Quinn's the guy they'll go bull and ring with you. He'll have backward hat on and his and his Air Jordans, and when. Even these guys talk about how they have to self-scout and evaluate themselves or write things that they like about the person next to them. I don't know if you've ever done this exercise, but I was recently at a wedding with my friends and we went around the table and we said three things that we like about the person next to us. I know it sounds ridiculous and it's all self-love, whatever, but it, it builds a love of team. It builds a love of your friendships and being in the trenches. And I feel like these guys really play for them. I don't know if you guys have ever had bosses I would run through the wall for the bosses that I currently have now at the NFL Network. If they said jump, I'd say, how high and what do you need me to take with me? That's how I feel like these players are responding. I've had bosses in the past. If you'd ask me about them, I'd be like, yeah, they're great. Give me names. I knew them all. Exactly. <laughs> um, but my, my, my point is, is that to me is, 
yes, it's schematically, I think they're playing to the strengths of these players, but it's them investing in their players and trusting their players that really stands out to me. That's coaching. He's got a ton of credibility, too. He's got guys that he's coached that are going to the Hall of Fame one day that if anybody on this defense wants to call up and ask about Dan Quinn, it's glowing. Grady Jarrett talked glowingly of Dan Quinn to me when I talked to him last week. He's won a Super Bowl with his and he got a head coaching job because of his defense. And, I mean, the guy is an absolute difference maker. And he's going to be gone next year because somebody's going to make a bad call. But if they win the Super Bowl, that'd be all right. But McCarthy, I want to ask you, Jane, because you just brought it up. <laughs> trash, you said last well, year. Well, it wasn't. It, it was very specifically right. well, defen- McCar- defense. McCarthy, when asked about Quinn, quote, not the same game plan every week, that's for sure. Yeah. Was he talking about last year? The, <laughs> the guys were very, and again, it was, you know, when you're reporting, you have to sort of cushion because you don't want the microscope to start focusing on one side of the ball, who's the rat. It was very specifically defense. But some of that was a frustration that. Mike was allowing that to happen. Now, Mike had a lot on his plate last year when you consider all the things that went wrong. But I do think that Mike has really endeared himself to the players this year. And I've even said it on this show. I do believe that Mike deserves a lot of credit for that this year. I think I actually talked to someone about this. And what stood out to them versus some other coaches is other coaches will ask you, well, what do you think about something? In other words, they want you to validate something that they did in practice or said. But if you pushed back on them, that was a problem. It sounds to me like Mike is very collaborative, according to some right. people that I've talked to. And so I think that's very interesting. And, what, to me. and where my mind was wandering to is how lucky young players like Diggs and Parsons are. Now, you're right. He could be gone after one year <laughs> and, and then not so lucky. No, but but I'm, I'm thinking back to Roy Williams, the safety, who was a phenomenal player as a young player. And then not so much. Yeah, Somebody but, forgot to help him along no, well, the way. Well, I, for Zimmer and Cam, they helped him. I mean, that, that was on Roy. I can name you others. I, I mean, know, but, you, that but was, you know, but you're bringing up the point that I made Zimmer's earlier in the coach. show. I kept thinking to myself – how different Micah's trajectory might have been if he had a coach that said, we drafted you as a linebacker, that's where we're going to keep you. Because remember when he first said to us he wanted to play defensive end, we're like, what? The last time this guy played defensive end was in high school. Dan was like, all right, let's try it out. And he tried it out, and it worked so good that they now have the versatility that has really helped this team in the absence of certain players. And I think that is big to me. Yeah, the willing to make adjustments. Like midstream, week two, you don't have you know, tank. You know, move his, him move him to end. Would the previous regime have done that? I don't right. know. I no. mean, you know, but as they, as as they, as they say desperation that. is the mother of invention, they're allowing themselves to, to invent. They were desperate. They needed a pass rusher. He was the best pass rusher. But think about yeah. it last year. But okay, they, so in making my argument, Randy Gregory, they barely used him last I, year. I understand they that. should have used him. Instead, no, they kept going with you Alden give, Smith. You, you that give was what the drove the locker room thinking, crazy. You give the coaches credit for thinking outside the box. But they were they, they needed to think outside the box because they had nobody else. That's true. They wouldn't have That's done right. it in past years. So I'm saying I'm giving them credit, but it was also out of desperation. The, the other part, too, you said a different game plan every week. I think he's maybe talking about the fact that he's – Dan Quinn has evolved. I mean, he he really did take a hard look at himself after last season and said, "I'm I'm not as good enough of a coach as I can be." And you know, when he got hired, it was, "Oh, it's Dan Quinn system, cover three. Well, and people it's, kept saying, "Oh, it's so old; it'll be the same thing." I thought Jory Epstein um, to promote her a little bit. She did a USA Today article about some of that Dan Quinn's self scouting of even himself. And his leadership skills and the defense that he used to run. He wanted to truly get better. And then he carried that over to his players. I appreciate that. I remember when he was in Atlanta and we were discussing him. We were at the Super Bowl when Quinn brought his team to the the Super Bowl. And we were comparing him to Jason Garrett. And they both have that stay in the moment mentality. That was Garrett's thing for years and Quinn was doing everything in Atlanta just like Jason Garrett and I'm going wow did he get that from the Garrett playbook and we were discussing it uh, and he still has that because he said it the other he talks about being where your feet are I mean that's a mindset that you're supposed to have but he's not rigid rigid rigidity is what that's what Jason was yes was rigid in it I don't this is not necessarily fair but I'm just saying this out loud, there is something that feels just more relatable 
about Dan Quinn than a Jason Garrett. And that may not necessarily be fair because there's a lot of players that love Jason Garrett. But there's a relatability across the board, it seems like, with Dan Quinn. I agree. Jason Garrett doesn't wear Jordans. That's what I'm Backwards hat. But think about it. But if you think about it, too. He doesn't know rap music. But if you think about it. Jason's never worn backwards But there's something about, think about Dak Prescott versus Tony Romo. There felt like there was more of a relatability with Dak across the locker room than there necessarily was. And again, we all might struggle with relatability. I don't think I'm the most relatable sometimes to certain people. But there's something, that's what makes, to me, a guy like Dan Quinn and Dak special if we're comparing to other people right they just feel very relatable uh, i think it's a great board. point i'd like to add this about jason garrett though i think that all of his players loved him as a human being agreed but he always the coaching the right part of it was a little different and and that's why i believe and always did that the last few years his message got a little stale but but he's a wonderful guy and all of his players liked him I also as a guy f- well and i also feel like mike mccarthy's gotten a little bit more relatable to his guys and maybe that's because he's been able to be in the same room with them you know he's always kind of um i don't know you guys ever pick up on this in his pressers it's like he sort of says things like uh like passively like it's not passive aggressive but it's kind of like like I've got a sense of humor, or I am a fun right, guy. And yeah. It's like, but I feel like he has to prove to you that he has a fun guy because people don't think it's. We a fun don't guy. really see that, but my point is, I feel like maybe he's opened up to the guys a little bit more. I know when I've had bosses that have felt a little bit more relatable to me. That's when I'm like, that's my dude. Like I'm gonna run, but it's the ones that kind of have that the wall. And I think just by nature of COVID, New Year, all the challenges, maybe Mike wasn't all of that last year. And they've gotten a better chance to get to know him. I think I only gave you an attempt to give you one life lesson many years ago. And Mm. you can't wait for this. You threw it immediately Mm. in the trash. Mm. But keep this in mind. uh, Bosses that you would go through a wall for will not renew your contract sometimes, (laughs) too. Okay. And now that doesn't mean you still don't love them. But apparently they don't love you anymore. Gavin Spittle let me go at the fan, and I'm still a big fan of his. What can I say? All right, coming up next, uh, amazing what a week we have on hand. Um, ESPN leading their NFL show this afternoon with Cowboys Chiefs, and they should. Uh, It's a monster game. Here's the question I want to ask our esteemed panel of beat writers. Uh, How much has Dak closed the gap? With Mahomes. Oh, that's He's been better me. than Mahomes. Next <laughs> on Media Mash. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with. And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with United, United Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. 
Oh, man, Jane Slater telling great stories. in the, the, the stories from, story from the club. Stories from the club. In the quick up, break. Uptown There club. is still a rumor that Uptown Jane, Patrick Uptown Mahomes Jane. and his uh, wife, are they married? Did they yeah. get married? Yes, wife, married. Uh, are going to join our club, which would be odd because he could join any club in Dallas. Must be a great club. Well, they, it's they a fun come, club, but there's to, better courses. They come back to Dallas a lot, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's out at GE all the time. Yeah, his father lives around here and plays yeah. golf with Spud Webb all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start with the general question just for fun. We're going to get into Dak Mahomes because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here uh, with that. But Chiefs Cowboys, um, I, I think we'll dive deeper in tomorrow uh, without all three of you. But uh, it's Wednesday. It's a big enough game to do it now. Uh, who would make a bigger or which team would make a bigger statement? With a big win Sunday at Arrowhead. Rob first. Cowboys. You went on the road in Arrowhead. Like Mike McCarthy was saying today, that's a louder environment than U.S. Bank in Minnesota, which if you've been inside that building, and it's not just the open-air press box, it's like, my God, that is a mm-hmm. challenge. That's why what Cooper Rush did was so impressive. First NFL start. They go on the road, win this game. I don't care about the Chiefs' record. They're still kind of the standard, I think, in this league in terms of quarterback play, Dynamic offense, coaching, all of that. Cowboys are rising into that into that realm, but they they haven't gotten there yet. They don't have they don't have the resume yet. That's the, that's the difference, right? Clarence, oh, it's a huge statement for the Cowboys. You know this this to me, and we talk about the season. I said they haven't done anything yet, and you say that they have the makeup to do that. Well, there, there's been a season of of checkpoints or. Uh, measuring sticks, and this this is another one of those checkpoints and measuring sticks that you know, uh, as, as Dak used to talk about, this uh, heat checks. You know, are they really the team? Now we we want to find out last week. Are they really the team that we think they are? And they think they can be? This game, win this game, and, and it goes with Dak. And I know you're going to talk about Dak. Beat Mahomes in Kansas City, your Super Bowl contender, MVP favorite. Well, and you're getting lucky because I'm looking at the weather report, and it's going to be a low of 27, high of 56. So, you know, at 325 kick, it'll be around the 50s. This isn't going to be a snowball no, there no. because the snow's coming in next week. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, this monster weather report. Oh, really? It's Thanksgiving. Landing, yeah, Thanksgiving. It's, it's landing oh. next week. So oh. the Cowboys uh, look like they're avoiding that one. But I agree with you guys. I think if they can go win, not so much – I think Kansas City is incredibly talented, uh, not overlooking them at all. They've definitely been on a roll here lately. But I think you literally put Andy Reid in such a category of his own. Uh, but when you look, I think it's Mike McCarthy's 3-1 and one against him all time. The Cowboys are 7-4 and four against the Chiefs. Uh, but with all that being said, it's still Mahomes. It's still Arrowhead Stadium. I just, I tend to think uh, that the Cowboys, going back to that mental mindset on the road, Dak Prescott, yeah, we kept talking about the Patrick Mahomes, Dak money. A lot of people didn't think he deserved Patrick Mahomes type money. What a better way to put that narrative to rest than to in go one get game. One a game win. will do that, or yeah, will does he need a trophy? <laughs> but let me ask you this: All right, bigger statement is a perception. Let's go inside the locker rooms now. Which team would get a bigger mental lift inside the locker room winning this game big Sunday? I don't know if it's the Cowboys because did y'all listen to Zeke today? I wasn't at Zeke. I was at Zeke, and he. He was asked about statement game, and and he kind of threw that back, right? I think he bit? downplayed. Although McCarthy agreed with the statement game, though. Yeah, I mean, measuring stick. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. McCarthy agreed with measuring stick game, and, and coaches generally don't do that. But he talked about you know the battle between these two good teams, and we know where we want to go, and we know where they think they want to go. Now Zeke downplayed it, but it was just like last week. Dan Quinn said that the letter game was just another game. That well, was a lie. Well, no, I, Micah saying, Parsons, I thought, said it best. He says to be the best, you've got to right, the right. Best. So I, I, he did. Say and so, say in that. their minds, they all like a lot of them said, "Ignore the record." I mean, even uh, McCarthy alluded that I've seen his numbers, Patrick Mahomes, but we're getting ready to play the AFC Player of the Week. That was Mahomes, Micah Parsons, saying, "We know the record, but we're getting ready to play this Chiefs team that he considered a top three team in the league right now." So that's how they're that's interesting. They're preparing because I don't know why he's the best. Brady's the best, and he's the current Super Bowl champion. Yeah, and but they look how close that game you're, was you're on the road. You're old fogey, though. No, Patrick Brady Mahomes is, is definitely cool. the best. Cool. I understand what you're saying. Old school, new school, and, and if Pat still... Mahomes had an offensive line, that game might have gone a lot different. Well, well maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, um, all right, 
uh, let, let's get to it. Mahomes. Dak, Dak, now, is, Dak, Dak is actually the best. Now, I will give you this. So, since we're going there, Dak okay. is the best. Is playing, the, playing better than any quarterback well, in the league right now. That's fair. Hold, so, hold, hold on. So, hold we're on. talking about this year. See, I want to say this because, because I wrote it and I like it. Uh, <laughs> Mahomes is still the heavyweight champ of the NFL. Brady's not the heavyweight champ. He is I the GOAT, know. but he's not. Mahomes is the heavyweight. You, know, you just, con- I, you just contradicted yourself. But no, but we're, we're it's let two th- different things. I understand. And, and by the way, Mahomes hasn't won a Super Bowl in a minute. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady just won another one. But uh, is that your phone? I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot to put it's it in the press You and Ray too. back in the Campo years. Uh, it's a bad call, Dave. Mike Zimmer. Bad. He's just going to answer in the middle of the shift. Sorry, I've been trying to get a hold of this guy for two weeks. That was Dion. That was... Dion, that was Dion. Yeah. Is he taking a TCU job? No. Oh, okay. Well, oh. they're they're looking at other options right now. Oh. They should. All right. I'll just throw the question out. How much does Dak close the gap against if he's the heavyweight champion of the NFL? Look at his numbers. Look at the way he's played coming back from his injury. Look at the way he's played with the ankle, with the shoulder, the way these guys play for him, the way that he's found so many different receivers. That com- I just think that the things that he's done, that, in other words, he's getting guys to play with him and play up to his level of play, and Mahomes isn't getting the same from his group. Yeah. Now, understand real quick that two years ago, if we'd have said Dak and Mahomes are equal, anybody in the country that watches the NFL but have you would watched go, Mah- what? But have you watched Mahomes play this year? And oh, no, I'm with you. I, I'm just saying. And they said the same thing last year. They said the same thing last year. There's no question that, again, Dak is making as much as Mahomes. He's playing better than Mahomes. Can he outduel him on Sunday? That's the question. But he's playing. He's the number one rated quarterback in the league. There's no question about it. He's playing better than any quarterback in the league. He's number one against the blitz. He's number two in in, in completion percentage. Number one in quarterback rating. Dak is doing it all this year. The fact that we Clarence has said he's an MVP candidate. Court, yeah, he's closing the gap. There's no doubt. And what's fun about the season is there's two quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, that are closing the gap because. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray has the best yep. pass percentage, completion percentage in the league. Dak's right behind him, and as Mike McCarthy said this morning, the, these aren't. This isn't a dink and dunk offense. Like what he's doing is really that's really really impressive to be seventy percent. It is amazing. And the other thing amazingly about, impressive. And the other thing about Dak and Mahomes and and I, Dak has better weapons. Let's just say it. Let's he, put it he, out there. He has a better offensive line and better weapons in the backfield and receiver. They have a better offense. There's a more there's balance for sure. More balance? No, I'm just saying. Ooh. There, there, but listen there's to two me. guys Ooh. that get okay, all the targets okay, in Kansas City, so I, I'm agreeing with you. You I'm disagree, agree. Steve? But well, my point the Cowboys is don't more, have anybody as good as Tyreek or Kelsey. That's period. not true. More balanced and more explosive are the Cowboys. And you can say, yes, those two individual players – are more explosive, but think how many but, different but options the, but, the Cowboys but the have. In other depth, words, the varied options, add in the running backs. The Cowboys' offense is better, more productive, and more explosive okay. than the Chiefs' offense. That's more different creative. than what you just said, though. You said that the Cowboys have better weapons. They do. If you're going to list the weapons, you're going to go Tyreek, Kelsey. And then you're going to go and then I'm going, whichever and cowboy then I'm, you and want. And then I'm going eight cowboys. <laughs> so they have better weapons. Uh, but no. when you, when okay. it's eight to, when it's, when it's eight weapons. to two, they have more weapons. Eight. You're going to name eight weapons? Over over the cheese. Go. Zeke. Well, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> Zeke. All four Tony receivers. Let him do it. Let him Blake do it. Blake Jarwin. All McGovern, four receivers. Jarwin. Come on. Okay, listen. Dalton I'm Schultz. giving you Kelsey. And I'm I'll giving give you, you Hill. Springer for Kansas City. No, if you're going to give me Springer Jarwin. Cedric Wilson, if you want him. Amari Cooper, for, Michael Gallup. Where's McGovern? And the two running backs. Exactly. I'm talking you about the running factor in McGovern. And the running backs. He can line up anywhere. <laughs> and, 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 I love that. And I, and I will tell you this. By the way, McCarthy said something very. And, and I will tell you this. Hold on. Stealthy. I will tell you this. Him. The Cowboys game play caller. It's been better than the Chiefs yeah, this year as well. Absolutely. Well, that's what I was Everything's more working creative. better, and the Chiefs are, are coming out of a funk. There's no question, but come on, man. Kelsey and Tyreek, woo. You know, those, those they're are, not woo. They, they ain't been woo. <laughs> no, no, they still they're, woo. They're 64 woo. Show me woo. I, also, woo. I also think that when <laughs> they're Hall of Famers. They're Hall of Famers. Okay, also, when you switch to the defensive in terms of pressure, they literally have the second worst sack rate. 
They can't the get league. to the yeah, quarterback. But their last three games, they're giving up 12 points a game. But their who defense, they playing? Their de- it doesn't exactly. matter. It doesn't exactly. matter. They're playing Green Bay without uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and the, Raiders, the Raiders And the Cowboys just played Atlanta, right and we're going nuts yeah. about their defense. <laughs> I can't totally hear Atlanta's you. Atlanta's quarterback is better than, than yeah, who Green Bay ran out with. modulating. Wow. Go ahead, Rob. I don't. I lost my train of thought. No, I think – I. I take a little bit of disagreement with you on the explosive part because, like, define like the Cowboys again. They've got explosive players. Tyreek Hill's a little different than anybody in the league. Like that is somebody you have to absolutely account for. He's with elite. The speed. He's. I mean, it's speed like he's we've a ne- freak. Is it's, what he it's is. speed like we've never that seen in the NFL. Game. But. Top, top I, I, to bottom, I'm not going to argue with you. The Cowboys can beat you in so many top, different ways. We're talking about, about the, top to bottom. Okay, think about when we talked about Clarence. the Tampa Let's Bay Bucks too. No, I'm not we talked about I'm all of their weapons. Yeah. And the Cowboys did a pretty good job of neutralizing all of Tom Brady's weapons and Tom Brady as a quarterback. You could argue the Cowboys beat themselves on that game. Oh, no. They, they went toe-to-toe. I'm just, I'm just looking at And I love Tyreek Hill. He has a great name. And all heels can run fast. I could run fast back in the day. Oh, good. And I'm just telling you. I could <laughs> pick, pick him up and put him down. We're but, but I'm just, I'm just looking at my man Tyreek Hill. And We're it, a facts-based show, Clarence. I'm just looking at the NFL leading receptions. And his average per catch is 11.4. Is this actually? Yeah. But it, I think Kansas that's, City's been in the funk. There's he, no doubt about but that's, I think it. I'm just saying, but I think I'm just saying when you're talking about explosiveness, I'm just saying. But he's still, I, as Steve say, look at the production. What are we seeing on paper? Did okay? you watch Sunday What are we seeing on paper? City <laughs> uh, Lamb, 15.4. He's still explosive, is my point. But, I didn't but, say, but where we agree Cooper is that. 13.3 per catch. Where we agree is that there's less you can take away from the Cowboys. There's probably more you can take away, I, I, and it makes it I, harder on Tyreek. And that's my probably point where was, the production. The Cowboys football Clarence, team Clarence, that is, shield is not soundproof. My, You're fine. The Cowboys football <laughs> team is more explosive. I, they have more explosive players. I agree with you. I'm just saying I you, you got to watch Tyreek players. I think that's yes. what's important. They to me have is, more, it is very hard but to they game don't plan have for any, all of the more, players. They don't that have Kellen any more as explosive. More same thing. All right, let me. Add, here's what I think, and let's get back to Dak here, <laughs> because I think there are now six teams in the NFL that have the same formula. And, that, and it's a very simple formula. Their quarterback is it. Their quarterback is it. The defense rallies around that guy. They win and lose because of that guy. You've got Brady. You've got Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to give Josh Allen this category yeah. in Buffalo. You've got Mahomes. You now have two Kyle new Murray. guys, yeah. Murray and Dak. And to me, one of those is going to win a Super Bowl this year. This season, six of them. The rest of the league is so far behind these six teams. And I think it is a tremendous situation the Cowboys are now in. And, and Dak deserves all the credit. And back to you with the contract. Um, for him to stand up for himself and want the kind of money that Mahomes... Mahomes gave Kansas City a friendly deal. Yeah, he did. Dak did not give the Cowboys a friendly deal. I got to tell you, his stomach <laughs> was so much better than mine because when I went through my own contract negotiations, you do get worried that you're replaceable. And I kept hearing from inside, they just literally did not feel like Dak deserved Patrick Mahomes' money. And, and then they end up getting it done. Okay. But I love that he played... Chicken with them. And we don't want to make it about the money. We don't want to make it about the money. But how different would this season have been if they had not paid him? How would that have affected his psyche? Clarence, we don't want to do all that. But you brought it that he don't deserve the money. I'm not telling you I ever thought that. Clarence? I never told you I thought that. It's the Cowboys' fault. They could have got him for $30 million. They rolled the wrong dice. Not Dak. Dak. But the whole idea that Dak would not give him less money. That's an indictment on Dak, and that's a wrong thing. Now you're starting to get loud again. Because you you you're been missing my, you're he's missing been having my point, an error, no, no, but he's been having an error too for two years Clarence, about Dak. Clarence, give him a you discount. don't know. But you're missing you my point on discount. that. My point was, I loved his belief in himself and his resolve, <laughs> and oh. to hold up because if you've ever gone through contract negotiations, you have you to. Do, and then I can't even imagine having my money and my value constantly discussed, marinated, thought about all over TV. And yeah. so I respected the way that he held oh, out and absolutely. believed in himself. And, and, and how Clarence, different would with, this season with, have been I'm if he done. had not done that? Without Clarence jumping in and yelling, I'm not yelling. I will make this point. Dak demanded <laughs> top two quarterback money. He demanded top two 
quarterback money. As he to, should have. To where the Cowboys may have had discussions of letting him go. And could you imagine if that would have happened, well, and I the situation you, we're seeing now? I did talk to a few GMs even when I was covering this, and they were like, well, what has he done? Like, I don't know if he deserves that type of money. So the Cowboys right. in the building, well, the that, reason that narr- it was ex- there, there literally was a thought around the league, well, what has he done? And I think you can look at his body of work this season and say – what he's done is show well, you that that's he is where we session. are now. That's and, why and, it's and, an old discussion. Absolutely, and the it's game and, and the game within the game. If you talk to people in agent circles, is that Mahomes' agent needed the money, and he took a longer deal, but he needed to get the money now. No other agent would have taken that deal no or done that deal because. You look at everybody else took shorter deals. That's going to have a chance to make more money in four years than Mahomes is off the lifetime of his contract. It's a business decision. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's but, not whatever. It, uh, Mahomes. Lee, wants, Lee Steinberg took a, a bargain basement deal because it benefited Lee most. Yeah, he, at he, that time. What was his total number? Mahomes. Well, if it was uh, was it close to 100 million? No, no it was no, way, 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 way over. But it's a 10 year deal. It's 150. 160. It, it was more. It was a 10 year deal for 150 million. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, Ten po- years. the point of it is Mahomes made it very clear. Mahomes, I don't care about his damn agent. No, but he Mahomes did, made he it very clear, it clear that he, that he wants to be a Kansas City that Chief. That was true. Okay, Dak never made that clear about the uh, Dallas Cowboys. He, 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 he didn't yeah. even want to play the That's well. not true. That's not true. But his agent didn't that. make it clear. Well, well his agent anyway, did a very good job. This is an old discussion. I had a very contentious relationship Here we are. His agent did a very, very good job. Let's make it about the game Sunday when Mahomes meets I want his agent representing my next deal. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah, Maybe he'll take my call. Everybody <laughs> should be proud of Dak for what he did in that old discussion now. Because now, like you say, he's having a better year. Mahomes. Had a you're, better year. He's having a great year. You were, oh, better year than Mahomes. Oh, I mean. yeah. Uh, you made the point that the reason why you like this team is because they've got that confidence. Mm-hmm. And that starts with Dak. What's happened to Mahomes this year for the first time in his entire career is he lost a little confidence. Things weren't working since the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, his fancy little throws are off the mark. I don't think he's and lost confidence. He's lost uh, a little confidence. He's been in a funk. I and disagree. I think he snapped out of it Sunday night. 41 points? Yeah. Just so. in time for the Again, Cowboys if, to stroll if, into my town. My point is, if you watch the game, I he could have at least three picks in that game. I was going to say, I just, I don't know if it that was It wasn't like was it was all that smooth. That he's yes. back. It was just. I think the issue with Mahomes is he's he struggles with being patient, that he's he gambles on a lot of throws to his detriment. And I'm not, don't, people do not use this as a headline, but. Remember how Romo would try and like force things and get creative to the detriment yeah. of his team? Yeah. Uh, remember that's what it I, very well. Uh, listen, that's I, what I feel I, is happening. But, but, like they but, feel but, like but, they but, can but win I, the game. I would counter that with that's who they've been. He's been a YOLO offense. They've yes. been let me pull some a, a rabbit out of the hat. When they went to the Super Bowl, that's what he did. Right. It's not working this but, year. But he's done the same thing. But he's not playing as well. Right. Also, he's done the same type thing. But, but also when your defense hasn't been doing right, a lot of favors right. either. I mean, it's and, not just pressing, Patrick Mahomes yeah, this that, year. There's a rebuild there's a offensive yo, line. There's if you, if you watch the difference in offenses, I watch the, the Cowboys offense has a rhythm to it. When Correct. they're going well, the, the Chiefs offense is is more playground. Yeah, we it's all know run. that. But so they had the greatest rhythm the last two years, I'm, and now they're in a funk. And, and we know that I, they're I out of that rhythm. Some of the things that but they it's were doing. more nuanced than that. It's not no, just Mahomes. I, as, as Rob and I are talking about, the, the there's some offense. other things there, that are affecting them: defense, offensive line. They didn't have uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's a big difference maker for them. For as, sure. uh, Williams uh, is doing fine, and, and Hilaire's supposed to be back this week. The other thing too is they're. Dr- Defenses are playing. They show the graphic on Sunday Night Football. They're playing them differently. Playing more zone, playing back, and to Jane's point, forcing him to be more patient. Right. And drive the length of the field. Take away some of those big plays and 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 that's where some of those turnovers are coming from. And you're not getting a man-to-man for him to break down and throw the stuff up that was working, looked like rhythm. It was all YOLO the same. He's also had a baby. He's probably not getting a lot of sleep. Stop it. I'm serious. I can attest to that. 
Look at Jordan Smith. I, I know where he's coming from. He got married. He's got a baby on the way. How's yeah. his golf game been? That boy ain't. That, that boy, Jordan Spieth. That boy ain't getting up and You can't give no as bottles. much attention to your day-to-day job. I'm not saying that kids affect your play, but I do think that yeah, it's another think, thing you have never, to think about. Never no bothered matter, Nicholas. He no matter matter how I, don't, I don't think he's getting up changing bottles. Philip Rivers He's had not 12. getting up changing yeah. bottles at night. No, I'm with you. Hey, life happens. Life happens. Young, I change bottles at night, though. I'm just telling you. I got up Well, with you're my very babies. present. You're a very present father. You are a good dad. You are a great dad. Man, you're a, you're a hard. My daughter's uh, coming home for Thanksgiving. Now you've made me just think about changing those diapers. Oh, change diapers. Oh, sure. He's gonna get did. emotional. His daughter makes him weepy. It's cute. She's mm-hmm. coming home Monday. I, got, I just got Daddy's a bolt girl. of excitement He's today. So excited. Go right through my gut. Katie's coming Drinking home. Drinking buddy's back. Katie's coming <laughs> Thank home. <you. laughs> well, at don't Ohio. drink it with your daughter. Oh, to get that. She's 19. She's not 21. In the state of Texas, Tell can't me. you drink with okay. somebody that you're, that's your parent? Jeez. I thought you could. Maybe I that mean, was just in our household. Not in my household. Your, your daughter hates when you come visit her in college. It's college, man. Come on. You had fun in college. All right, right we got to go. I we, didn't drink with my parents. We got to thank Chris Beam, as always. He's been here all day working his magic as the producer of every single podcast that come out of the SWBC studio. Uh, thanks, Jane Slater. Thanks, Rob Phillips. Thanks, Clarence E. Hill Jr. for letting me talk a little Cowboys with you this afternoon. Tomorrow, we've got Jory Epstein, who you mentioned earlier, and John Mashoda, and Nick Eatman. And it was fun. Tune in again tomorrow at 4. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?